We're, ju- we're going to start a, a new series that are just a collection of talks that I know I've got two for sure. Uh, and so I, I am not the most organized person. I, I, when I get to studying something, I don't know if I'll have two or three weeks, but um, I'm going to call it pressure and purpose because I've, I've, I've noticed, and maybe if, if this doesn't apply to you, then, then um, just salt this down for another time. But the folks I've been sitting down with really for the last 12 months, <laughs> I would say when, when somebody gets real honest with me, they'll, they'll tell me, Man, Pastor, I am, I am under a lot of pressure. Like I just don't, I mean a lot of pressure. Pressure at work, pressure at home, pressure on the job, pressure at school, um, class. You know, I think everybody has felt this and it's not all the time. But I think lately there's been, there's just, you know, there's quite a bit going on in the world. And it's caused this pressure. And, and, and I, I think the way that we see pressure is important. And I'm finding that a lot of times in my, in my own life that when God is, is leading me and he's guiding me, oftentimes, you know, we want to believe that he, he leads us and guides us by still waters. And some days he does. But sometimes he, he'll, he'll use pressure. He'll use, he'll, there'll, there'll be some pressure on this side or pressure on that side or, or we'll face things in our life that we didn't pray for and we don't want, but we got to walk through it, right? I, I didn't ask for this. I did, you know, I didn't, this is not in my prayers, but I prayed for, I prayed for faith. I prayed for God's blessing and it came delivered in a package called pressure. <laughs> and so pressure and purpose, I think they're connected. And, and I want to take our verse today out of James. And the book of James is one of the most incredible books in the Bible. Uh, and James, not the disciple James, but James, the brother of Jesus, wrote this book. And so it's known as the Proverbs of the New Testament. It's got more just practical stuff in it then I think, I mean, it's just a great book. It's got stuff about how powerful your words are. There's things in there about how to handle finances. But I, I love how he starts the book off, and that's going to be our, 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 our verse this morning, because it's one of those verses that I just don't like it. You ever, you, you know, you all know a person like that. You just get around them and you're like, I just I don't like them. You know what I'm saying? They just, I don't like their energy. You know, I don't, I don't like, you, you can be honest, it's all right. And th- this is one of those verses where you read it, it just makes absolutely no sense. You know, it's my, I don't personally like, it's not my favorite verse. But it makes a lot of sense, you know, when you really look at it. I'm going to read it in the New International uh, Version and then we'll, uh, a different translation Consider it pure joy, brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That, I don't like that. I already don't like that. <laughs> you know, like that. I don't have a place in my brain for that. You know, th- that we should be happy when we face trials of many kinds. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. I like the way that the message translation says it. Consider it a sheer gift. That's the way it is in your notes. An absolute blessing. It's like Christmas. When tests and challenges come at you from all sides. And so if you've got tests and challenges coming at you from all sides, you can just call yourself blessed this morning, all right? Do we have any blessed people in the house? All right, I'm talking to the right church. So when you just got the pressure, you feel like your life is in a pressure cooker, be happy. Because when that happens, 
I love the way that Eugene Peterson says this, and, and this is a paraphrased version. It's the message translation. He says, your faith life is forced into the open, and it shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. He said, let, let the pressure, come on, let the pressure do its work so that you can become mature and well-developed, de- well not de- deficient in any way. And so let's, let's talk about this for just a few moments. Pressure, pressure and purpose. And so when I was just thinking about this morning and, and how I handle pressure, it falls in three categories normally, and these are wrong ways to handle pressure. And so you can learn from my mistakes, because if you're like me, you, d- you don't like pressure. Nobody, I don't think, I don't know many people that, that pray for pressure. Like, I, 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 I want to I put myself in situations that are stressful. I want to add stress or pressure to my life. I think everybody's looking for ways to, to get out of those types of situations. And so for me, pressure, when pressure comes, the first thing I would normally do is I would ignore it, right? Well, if, it, if I don't, if I just ignore it, it'll go away. <laughs> and pressure's like tax, y'all, you know what I'm saying? It's like tax. You can ignore your taxes this year, but guess what? It ain't going away, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, uh, they're gonna, somebody's keeping count, and, and next year it's just gonna, it's gonna find you, and then the year after it's gonna find you. But you know, we think, well, it's pressure, it's uncomfortable, I don't have a real positive place in my brain for pressure, I'm gonna ignore it. The second thing that I'm great at doing is I'm just gonna avoid it. Anywhere in my life, any situation that causes pressure, I'm just gonna try to stay out of it, right? If it's, a, if it's on the job, if it's a person, um, if, it's, if it's a place, I'm just going to avoid pressure. I, I want to live the life of just no worries, right? Let's just, wouldn't that be nice? Avoid it. Here's another one. Numb it. Right? I got some pressure going on and, and stress, and I've, I've talked with a lot of addicts, and 99% of the time, they're not using because they want to use it. They're using because something in their life they're trying to numb, they're trying to forget. The pressure got so heavy to the point where just medicating it was a better experience. But I think the Bible and, and, and James is giving us this incredible idea that makes no sense in our earthly minds. That the way that we handle pressure when, when problems or pressure or stress come into our life, that it's actually that it, it, it can be a really bad situation but there's a lot of good that can come from it. And, and James connects these dots for us, uh, you know, and, and he tells us if, if, you know, when you're going through trials of many kind, if you've got a lot of pressure in your life, I think everybody at some point has felt pressure, unless you're like a little kid. You've, you've felt pressure. you felt the pressure to perform. you felt the pressure to get the grade. You felt the pressure to, to please someone, or you felt the pressure to, pressure to do something with your life, right? Like, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. James says that when pressure comes, don't try to avoid it. Don't ignore it because it's not going to go away. You can try to numb it, but it's still going to be there. But the thing with pressure is we got to give it meaning. We have to give it some kind of meaning. I think if we can give pressure meaning, we're able to face things in life that we wouldn't be able to face right? Like, it's not that we avoid pressure. I think we avoid pressure that has no purpose. We avoid pressures in our life when we don't see the point of it. 
Like, why do this? Why keep driving across the bay and on this bridge every day? You know, no, 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 like Friday, Friday, we were, we were going to town for a birthday dinner for someone, and we were, we were in traffic. I gave, we gave ourselves an hour and 40 minutes to get to downtown Pensacola, right? Used to be 15-minute drive from right here, 15 minutes. And, you know, we, an hour went by. We're not even out of Gulf Breeze. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Can I get one witness in here? An hour, you know, so I'm like, you better text them, let them know. And so we're texting, hey, we might be five minutes late. Now an hour and a half has gone by. I'm still not on Garson Point Bridge. Like I'm still in Gulf Breeze. Now we're texting saying, hey, just order for us. You know, just, just, uh, we looked at the menu and now we're, we're two and a half hours in. We're on the Garson Point Bridge. And finally it's like, you know what, let's just turn around. And that's a small version, I think, of what we will face in life in different situations. And so we're driving back. We're turned around. I feel bad. I'm like, man, I can't believe this. We gave up. Should we have kept trying? But when it comes to pressure, I think the important part of it is that God never wastes it. He doesn't waste it. And it's the trials and it's the testing of our faith. It's the pressure on the job. It's the pressure in relationships. It's the pressure that you put yourself under in what you do. It's, it's the pressure in life that really, I think, begins to form us and shape us. The, the way that, that our, you know, Eugene Peterson says, it forces our faith out into the open. We do things we wouldn't normally do. It stretches us. And so I want to give you a, a few things, I think, that will help if you're under pressure. Or you, feel like, or you go through a season in your life where you're under a lot of pressure. And, you got, and it's getting to the point where I'm trying to ignore it, I'm trying to avoid it, I've tried to numb it, and it's still there. I think this will help you. And the first thing, when we go through a lot of pressure in life, we have to decide immediately for ourselves what is important. And I think if anything has happened over the last 18 months, and what we've seen and walked through, the whole world's walked through a lot of pressure, I think that we can look back, I know I can over my, the last year and I've definitely defined more in my life what is important because I started noticing a lot of the pressures that that are that are that we face oftentimes are just unnecessary and and when we go through pressure when we when we when we go through these things in life that that ask us you know we are asking questions we don't understand why we're going through it I think it helps shape us down it helps get us on track it points us in the right direction it helps us clarify our values. Because at, you know, at some point, you know, that's, that's adolescence, right? We're, we're, we, 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 we grow up and at some point it goes from mom and dad's opinion to, to, to my opinion. And we have to internalize it. We have to own our values and what's important to us. I can't go off of what was important to mom or dad anymore. Love them to death. I, I can't go off of what's important to my teachers or coaches anymore. And so I think as we, as we begin to, 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 to go through life, we define what is important. And that right there is going gonna, is gonna to anchor us in a lot of ways. That right there is going to help us stay, I think, where God wants us to be. We, we decide what is important. We decide, we, we, we make a list, right? Because I know a year ago this time, there were things in my life that I thought I couldn't live without, but I know now I can. They were way more important than I thought it was. 
Sundays is one of them. I'll just say that. I, I mean, we couldn't meet for months. I was like, how are people going to stay saved? <laughs> you know, like, I, like how, are, how are, you know, like, Sundays are just like, what are we going to do? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can't, we can't come into the building. And it's like, guess what? It, it, we're still here, aren't we? You know, and, and I, I think that what it showed is that Sundays, that what we know as church facilitates the Great Commission. It's not the Great Commission. The Great Commission is to make disciples. Well, that can happen over coffee. That can happen on the boat. Come on, somebody, right? Hey, I mean, I, hey, come on, I got an amen right there. Somebody, that can happen in the woods. No. But we, we found uh, nobody likes to hunt. Okay, I thought I had... Nobody likes to hunt in here, I guess. <laughs> we decide what is important. And pressure has a way of doing that for us. Because it feels like we're, we're juggling too much, we got too much going on. Like we live in this culture that, that, that more is, is better. Like let's supersize it. One car is good, two is better. One house is good, but two houses is better. One wife is good, but two, that's just wrong, okay? <laughs> Some of y'all are like, don't do that. But when the pressure comes, we have to decide what's important. Because maybe I can't do everything I was doing. Maybe two, maybe more is not better. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 6 says it like this. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. And sometimes less is more. And, and, and God will, you know, some of this pressure I found in my own life personally was just, I was giving priority to things I shouldn't have given priority to. I was trying to do too much. That, you know, I mean, when things are good, yeah, two houses are better, two cars are better, all this stuff is better. But really when it comes to, I think, our faith, the champion of our faith said, hey, you want to follow me? Sell everything you got. <laughs> like he warned about it. He said, don't, he said, don't let your heart get, get all tangled up in stuff because it's hard to get it out. And, and, and I, I think there's just something to that. When, when we go through pressure, we realize it, it defines what's important. And the quicker that we can make those, those decisions on our own, I think some, a lot of times it can take that pressure off. So we define what's important. The second thing, so we know what's important. Okay, I know what's important in my life. I'm my, my family, my friends, my faith, that's important. I know this is so practical, y'all. I know this is like give calendar time to important things. And so if we know our faith is important and we know that our family is important and I know that these things in my life are important, I want to rearrange my life around that. Because I've, I'm finding that if, if, if we don't make time, if, if I don't make time for important things, they just don't fit, right? It's the big rocks analogy. We put the big rocks in first. Y'all, I'm sure you've seen the videos. I, I, I've been wanting to do that illustration for like three years, and I never, I never get it right, or I always like order too many rocks or something. But, but, but if you have a jar and you have a bunch of rocks, if you, if you put all the small stuff in first and you've got larger rocks, you can't put the big stuff, important stuff in because the small stuff just fills it up. And when it comes to our calendar, I think when it comes to leading our life, when, when we find ourselves there's a lot of pressure on our life, we got to define what's important and then we got to just make, make time for those things. 
because the pressure, I mean, everybody's wanting your time, right? Everybody, everybody's wanting to give you something or sell you something or everybody is trying to get one minute or ten minutes or an hour. And so giving calendar to important things, what are important things? I just wrote down three. I think these are important. Number one, I think, I think making time for, for restoration, for, for relief, for retreat, renewal. Those all start with R's, don't they? It's like a disease, y'all. I mean, it's like a preacher disease. Renewal. Sabbath. I sit down. He's a mentor, and I thank God for this man. And every time I sit down with him, one of the only questions I know he's going to ask me, you practicing Sabbath, preacher? You know, like, like you're telling everybody to, to honor the, the Sabbath and to make time for renewal, and, but are you doing it? And I've got to check myself a lot. Because I, I think what will happen is, is uh, we just feel like we've got to be there and do everything, right? We feel like, or, or if you own a small business, you feel like, well, if I go away for a day, this place is just going to tank. Yeah, everybody has felt that. I mean, you have, I know you have. Like, like if you have so much responsibility, responsibility you, you feel like if I let that go for even a week, it's going to burn to the ground. I don't know what's going to happen. But I think the, the principle of, of the Sabbath, what it shows us is, is that six days we work, and on the seventh day we don't. And you know who works and we don't? God. And sometimes it's as simple as just saying, okay, I'm going to get it. And some people are really good at this. And so if you are, you can just take this for another time. But some people are not. Like, like it's, it's, it's making time for renewal. And I don't think there's anything selfish with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Uh, the second thing I think is our, is our relationships. How hard have relationships been the last 18 months? I'm tired of Zooming. You know what I'm saying? I, I like to see people. Like, I like to see the... Like the like being with people, I think is important. And our, our, the pressure of life just seems to get heavy when we don't have the relationships that we need, that connection. That, that per, that, I mean, it's, it's the way that, you know, James talks about this in a few chapters, but he says, you know, confess your faults, lean into the relationships in your life when you're going through stuff so that you can be healed. You know, there's like forgiven, you know, only Christ can forgive our sins. But then James says, if you want to be healed and you want to, you want to walk in this purpose that God has called you to walk in, you got to have some people in your life that know your secrets. you got to have not only that, people in your life that know what you're thinking. Right? You know, how are you feeling? How, okay, I'm feeling good. Well, what are you thinking? What's going on in your mind? Like what's, you know, that helps you process through those things. It's, it's making time for relationships. It's so important. And I think the last one is reward. How do we, how do we you know, pressure into purpose is we, we treat yourself, right? Look at your neighbor and say, treat yourself. It's okay. You gotta, I mean, it's all right to do every now and then. I, I think it's, um, we were in Colorado last year, and we hiked one of the longest trails I've ever hiked. I'm not real big into, you know, walking and stuff in the heat. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, or walking at all. No, no. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool they have these lookouts. So if you're walking a long trail, you're lo- walking a long journey, they have these places where you can stop, and it's kind of like a little reward kind of thing. You can see your progress. You can see how far you've come. Man, that, I think that's critical to do in life. Especially, I know that this is not 
you know, especially when you find yourself in the way that James describes it, when you're, you're just facing pressure on every side. You're facing pressure on the job, maybe pressure at home. You're facing pressure at school. I mean, it just feels like relationships have been put in a pressure cooker. I mean, it, it does, I think, the heart good to sit down and to reflect and to look back. And so renewal, relationships, and reward, giving calendar time to important things. The next thing that, is this helping anybody? <laughs> and this happened, I think, for everyone, you know, in the last 18 months, but eliminating the non-essentials. How much of that was going on? <laughs> I mean, how, how much of that was happening? You know, how much stuff was taking my time? How much of this pressure was coming from things that I don't need? Things that I was giving time to, things that I was willfully, you know, I, I mean, it was just stuff that I had priorities out of whack. Eliminating the non-essentials. Hebrews 12 says it like this, let us throw everything off that hinders right and the the sin that so easily entangles and, and paul encourages let us run this race with perseverance and so there's going to come times in our life where we can't hold on to everything i think that's part of this like the the the, the stinging part of this verse is that there's going to come times in our life where there's going to be some readjustments there's going to be some things that leave our life i was listening to a, a pastor he was talking about, um, actually talking about depression, and he was talking, he just spoke as Pastor Chris Hodges' incredible series he just did called Coming Out of the Cave, and, and uh, he's, he's releasing a book that we're going to have copies of. We already pre-ordered a bunch of copies. Incredible book. But he was talking about one of, um, you know, in, in a leadership meeting, and he was going through a lot, and he was sharing some things about um, just, he had a lot of pressure going on, and, and somebody spoke up and, and talked to him after the meeting and said, you've, you've got to start ignoring things that aren't important. And I thought, when's the last time you made a list of things to ignore? Right? We make to-do lists. These are the, but, but how much of my life and, and how much of the pressure and how much of the stress is coming from things that I know about that I probably shouldn't? Anybody? Like, like are, are, are what, you know, I mean, so much uh, that I found in my life of, of this pressure and stress was coming from things that I probably would be better off if I just didn't do. Like, like creating a list of things that I'm just going to, I'm going to start ignoring. I've, I made a short list. Um, breaking news is on that list. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I mean, I, like I, there's never been a time where we can see everything going on in the planet at one time. It's, in, it's like maybe there's certain times where I don't need to know exactly what's going on in the Middle East. We know there's never going to be peace there until the King of Kings comes back. That's like, we, I mean, we know that. And so there's a lot going on. We pray for Israel, but we pray for the Middle East. We, we pray for those things. But at some point, it's like when we watch it and watch it and watch it, it starts to affect our lives. It starts to affect our lives. And so we make a list of things I'm not, I'm not going to do. We, we make a list of things that maybe are, are stressing us out. And then here is the last one, and this is where I was heading. And it's so simple. I think James makes it, he makes it really easy for us. He says, if you're going through trials, you're facing pressure. I know everybody in here is or will at some point. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the verse first. 
It says if, if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what you're doing, you, you faced, you're at a point where you feel like the pressure is too much, he says pray to the Father. He loves to help. You'll get his help. And he won't be condescended to you when you ask for it, right? Ask boldly. Ask believing without a second thought. And then he says something about praying. He says people who worry their prayers, worrying, it's like a double-minded person. He says they're unstable in all their ways. It's like a wind or, or a wave that's, that's pushed by the wind. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like you know, it seems so simple and it seems so straightforward. But a lot of times, I, the last thing I'll do as a pastor is ask for God's help. <laughs> I'll ask a coach. I'll get with the board. I'll call some mentors, right? Anybody else? Are, I mean, I, and I think all of those things are good. I mean, all of those things are important. But, but James says, if you find yourself with this pressure that's building, you can go straight to God. You can go straight to the source. And, and in, you know, the New International Version, he, he, it, it uses the word wisdom. He says, if you go to God, he says, ask for wisdom. Now, what is wisdom? I think, you know, that's a, that's a really, I love that word. And, 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 and when I looked it up, one of the definitions of that word that, that James is using there is, is information or revelation that leads to discovery. It's, intel it's not just random, like we know a lot of, there's so much stuff out there now in knowledge, but there's only God, only through, I think, his, his spirit, only through God. If it, it may come through a person, it may come through a, a verse, it may come through a, a sermon, it may come through you're sitting in the car, but God offers this wisdom to us, and he says, if, we, if you ask, he says, I'll give it to you. It may not be the answer you want, <laughs> but if, it's, if it leads to discovery, discovery of what the point of the pressure is, that, that maybe that, that, that it's, it's not that you get the answer you need, or maybe the situation doesn't work out you wanted it, the way you wanted it to, but it's what you needed to stay in it. It's what you needed to keep going. It's what you needed when the pressure was so so heavy that it probably would have been easier to quit. It probably would have been easier to just walk away. It may have been easier to turn around. Think about what's the last thing that you wanted to quit, but you didn't do it? That's a good question, isn't it? What's the last thing? I mean, I mean, it got so hard. It got so tough. It got so difficult. But then there, maybe if you, if you look back on your life, I'm, I'm seeing... There's like a common denominator that when the pressure is turned up high, the greater the pressure often indicated the greater the purpose on the other side. And I'm not going to say that I stuck everything out in my life because I've quit a lot of stuff. Nothing wrong with quitting, right? I was the best quitter you ever met in high school. I quit smoking like 29 times, right? I mean, I was great at it. Awesome. Quit it every other week. And I'm just kidding. But, uh, I love you, Mom. I'm so sorry. Yeah, okay. And I was really good at hiding it, so. <laughs> Slick. If you got a teenager, you know what I'm talking about in here, right? <laughs> Amen? No. 
Like, oh, they're with me, so I'm not going to say it, no. But you kept going. And I think that's why we come to church. I think that's why we pray. I think that's why we sing. I think, I think it's, it's what it, God gives us what we need. If the pressure doesn't go away, that's fine. But somehow, he makes sense of it. It's a reminder that, guess what? There's greatness in suffering. That when we go through things in our life and we go through things that we want to get out of, that staying faithful in the midst of the trial is where greatness is produced. When it would be easier to walk away from faith, it'd be easier to walk away from whatever it is that maybe God has called you to carry. And it's hard words. It's not popular stuff. Like Jesus said, things that were not popular at all. He says, you want to follow me? Cool. Grab your cross. (laughs) And what's a cross? Well, that's anything that makes you bleed. It's pressure. And part of this faith journey is being willing to say, you know what, God, I'll go through the pressure because I know the purpose on the other side is going to be greater. And that's the promise that we have. You know, I think there's unnecessary pressure, and we do things, and I've done things to myself, uh, you know, that I know I caused this. But then there's times in our life, like James writes about, where he says, you know what, you may feel like things are just heating up on every side of you but don't give up stay in it stay faithful because the pressure always has a purpose when it comes to the kingdom of God he doesn't waste anything right and and I'm so glad that that even though when when you're in it it's hard to see it it's hard to sense that it's hard to even realize that but it's knowing that God is going to make a way. And it's knowing that God is going to bring the solution when he needs to bring it. And it's knowing that walking this, this faith life, even if I have to go through things that I, I, w- I didn't pray for, I don't want, I know all that it's going to bring such a great reward. Amen? And that at some point, maybe not on this side of eternity, but at some point, when we read the last book, that God's going to wipe away every tear. How is he going to do that? How is he going to? Because I think he's going, to, he's going to be able to show. He's going to connect the dots. And he's going to show all the purpose and the pressure that you've been having to face. And the stuff that you've been going through. He, it's going to bring it all to completion in himself. He's going to, he's going to sh- I think it's just going to be this incredible day where it's all going to click. But until then, come on. I'm going to remind you there's pressure, but there's purpose in that pressure. And don't try to get out of anything prematurely, right? Don't try to, I've prayed my way out of things that I know God called me to. And then I learned the lesson somewhere else. Or I quit a job that I probably should have stayed in, and then then I learned the lesson in another job. Because the pressure comes to, to, to show that purpose and bring it to the surface in your life. The pressure comes to help. The pressure always has a purpose. And so I want to do this. I want, to just, I want you to bow your heads. I'm going to ask the team to come back up here. And I want to just pray for just, just for a moment. I want to, if there's anybody in here, if you're watching online, let's just take a moment. I want to pray for people that you just, you just feel like you're under a lot of pressure right now. A lot of pressure. I mean, not, I mean there's, there's, there's different levels of pressure, but you just feel like, man, this... This is getting pretty heavy.
So, Lord, I just ask that even in this moment now that you told us, Lord, we could give you the the spirit of heaviness. We could take it off like a coat if we'll put on the garment of praise. It's a secret weapon that when we're going through pressure in our life and pressure on the job and pressure in our finances and pressure in relationships, pressure, it seems like we can come into your presence and it can take that stuff off. So I pray, Lord, that just for the next few moments, even now, God, that everybody in this place, you would feel loved and cared for. You know, you have a Father in heaven. There's not an ounce of pressure that you've endured that he doesn't know about. There's not a moment, there's not a decision, there's not a time where he wasn't with you. And so, Lord, we just want to breathe in your Spirit and breathe in your power, God, and breathe in you and, and, and this pressure, God. We, we lay it at your feet. We ask you to give it purpose. We ask you to give it meaning. So if you're here and you've, you've just been under a lot of pressure, you just, you just, I just want you to acknowledge it. Just look up at me. I want to pray for you specifically. Thank you. Thank you. I, I just, I want this to lift. I want this to lift. I want this to lift. I, I, this pressure is, it's driving me down. It's, it's, thank you. It's, it's getting a little too much. I want it to go. I want it to go. I, let's just do that. I want to, I'm going to pray one more prayer. Let's do this. I want us to stand together. Let's just stand up. And I know that it's, uh, Just take a moment right now and just, I really believe God is moving. God is working in people's lives. Do this. Just put your hand on, on the person's shoulder next to you if you're comfortable doing that. Just do that. I mean, if you're not, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But sometimes it's just good to know you got somebody. So, Lord, we just agree right now that I'm, I'm going to pray for that person that I've got my hand on their shoulder. I don't know what they walked in here with. I don't know the pressure of being them. Never walked a a mile in their shoes. But I just pray, God, right now that you would just, if you can't take the pressure, Lord, give it purpose. I just pray that right now, Lord, that that, that just your, your power and your spirit, God, would just flood into every heart and every soul, even now, Lord, that they would feel your presence and know that you're with them and know that you have a plan. Even when the pressure gets debilitating and it seems like there's no way out, God has a plan. God will always give you a way of escape. God always, he'll make a way where there seems to be no way. And just remind that person next to you, you can just kind of squeeze, let them know that they're gonna make it, that the pressure is temporary, it's working something far greater in them than they'll ever imagine or dream because the diamond's being formed in you right now. It's the pressure that brings the greatness 
It's the pressure that brings out the real purpose. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that. We receive that today. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen.